Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. This is your Thursday episode recorded on Tuesday because uh, when you've heard that, when you hear this, I will have done this already, but tomorrow as I record this, I am headlining at Airport Tavern. So I um, I don't want to have to stay up late, even later that night. It's already going to be a late night. So that's uh, what you get. You get me a couple days early. Um, if you're listening to this, you can still come see me headline Tacoma Comedy Club's brunch show on Sunday. That's going to be very fun. Come out to that. I think it's the last brunch show they have on the books for the year. It's kind of a show that kind of directly conflicts with football. And even though the uh, Seahawks are not particularly exciting this year, people like football. They like watching the Seahawks. So uh, I think this is the last brunch show of the year. Um, What else? What else? I'm going to... I found out today that my weekend at Fort Wayne, Indiana is going to be the opening weekend. That's the weekend the club opens, and that is exciting. It's also slightly scary because... um. That means that they've pushed the opening day out past uh, or out to New Year's. Originally, I think it was supposed to open up like early November and it's been pushed back once and now pushed back again. So obviously, if it got pushed back anymore, the weekend would would go away. But as of right now, still opening for Steve Renazisi at a Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana for New Year's. It's going to be a very fun time. Uh, I had an I had a interesting experience. I've had a I had a couple experiences that I thought were kind of funny like personal interactions. One is so I go to the Spokane Airport. Now, the Spokane Airport says that it is a 24-hour airport. That is that, that is technically true. I think you can actually you can get into the Spokane airport 24 seven. However, there's no bag drop, especially not a Delta. There's no bag drop. There's so you can technically like sleep, I think outside of TSA. I don't know if anyone's allowed to sleep inside. They might have to go back through security if they sleep uh, in the actual airport. So I was the, um, I flew out of Spokane at 5 a.m. So, you know that shit where you, like, go to... I mean, I think everyone has this. I got back to the hotel at, like, 1130. 
I don't know the Spokane airport very well. I don't trust myself to fall asleep and then wake up like an hour and a half later with any pep in my step. So once uh, I hit, I tried to go to sleep around midnight. I was going to wake up like 2.30. Um, I don't know, around 1, uh, 1 o'clock I decided, well, if I'm getting up and I'm, uh, I'm figuring out, I'm going to be, I'm just going to, I'm going to waste the time at the airport. Well, you know what I'll do? It's a 24 hour airport. I'll drop my bags. I'll go in. I'll get some goddamn work done. I'm a working man. I'm going to go get some work done. I'll send some emails. I'll do whatever. What happens instead is I return the rental car and, um, I get to the airport. I get there at like, I don't know, two o'clock. Well, Delta doesn't open their, their baggage drop until three o'clock. So I'm second in line for that. And so I'm just standing for, from two to three. And then I'm like, okay, well that's done. That's nice. When does TSA open? I go find the TSA gate. Turns out TSA doesn't open until four o'clock. What's the fucking point of having TSA not be open if you're already taking check bags in? But I, um, so I get to the, I get to the front of the line there. And by the way, I didn't, I didn't, the other thing that I devoted my energy to when I decided that I wasn't going to sleep is I showered, which I had not originally planned on doing. I was going to shower when I got home. And also I, uh, talked to a Delta rep and got upgraded to first class for free uh, with a very, very small lie. But I did get upgraded to first class for free, which is nice because it makes your check bag free. But the other thing about it is that I um, I actually realized after I had upgraded to Comfort Plus for $9 that for $40, which is $31 more, for $1 more than... I was already going to check a bag. I could get first class, get a, two free bags checked if I wanted to. And then I think your weight limit even goes up, by the way. But um, two free bags checked for one extra dollar and get to sit in first class. I've never sat in first class before. And so then now that I'm like, well, if the only sleep I'm going to get is on the plane, first class would obviously make that much easier. And so I get to the front of TSA and there's this lady there and there's nobody in the airport because TSA isn't open. And I was like, Hey, do you know when this opens? And she's like, yeah, it opens at four. I think I'm really going to be cutting it close to get on my flight. She's like dumping all of her problems on me. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, we're the first flight of the day. There's no way that the airport is just regularly opening the airport and everybody misses the first flight of the day. There's just no way that it operates like that. So I'm second in line for TSA. By the way, uh, we get through TSA fine. Uh, she's we're both her and I are on the same flight. She doesn't realize that we're on the same flight. That's why we're both there so early. Uh, and we waited like 45 minutes to board. And I, let me rephrase that. I waited 45 minutes and I made like a stop. I got, I had to get something to eat. So I got some, some cashews. This is exciting pot. I know. God, I almost, I just looked down at the recorder to see if I was recording and I almost prayed I wasn't after that fucking, after that turn of a detail. Um, so anyways, 
I get in first class and I did a thing. I, this is, so I've recently realized that, um, I'm a dad. I I've known that, but I, there's a strong indicator that fatherhood is catching up to me is I'm, I was sitting on the couch the other day and my, my daughter, I'm like watching my daughter and I lean my head back and I'm just asleep. And my daughter notices immediately and she goes, wake up, dad, dad, wake up, dad, dad, don't go to sleep, dad, dad. You know, she's like, uh, she's interested in my, she's, she, this kid has no compassion for my lack of sleep. She sleeps 15 hours a day. She's like a cat. Uh, she has to assume that the moment I put her to bed, I'm also going to bed. And then the moment I wake up, the moment I wake her up is moments after, just seconds after I've woken up. I've been sleeping outside of her door the whole time, in fact. So anyway, the only other time this has happened to me was earlier this year I went to Phoenix and I had a a flight that was, <clears throat> I had a layover. Was it Phoenix? No, it was, I went to Oak. Oklahoma City. I went to Oklahoma City and I tried to get back as early as I can. And my um, original flight got canceled. So I had to get a Southwest flight and that stopped in Phoenix. But on both of those flights, both of the, the initial and the connecting flight, I was asleep before the plane took off and woke up midair, which is pretty exciting. Uh, pretty because that's like a flying is boring and it's uncomfortable. And to be able to like time warp into it is pretty great. But on this flight, the flight from Seattle, uh, Spokane to Seattle, which by the way, in retrospect, I could have driven. The weather was good enough for me to drive. It wasn't raining. I checked the pass. I checked, um, I checked the weather in Spokane before I went, but you don't get to know that shit. The Snoqualmie pass. If you're not from the Seattle area is the, on the freeway between Seattle and Spokane. It's like a 300 mile drive and there's one arduous stretch of like 30 miles. And sometimes the day after Thanksgiving, it's completely fucked. Like close the pass. It's snowing so hard. Like like an early, maybe the first year my wife and I dated, it was like that. And then other years, it's just like raining. And so I would have been fine, but, um, Anyway, so I try, I choose to fly <clears throat> and I, I sit down in the plane and I'm like trying to get comfortable and I don't feel like I'm going to get comfortable. And I also have that stress. And this is the difference between being a dad and not is what used to happen is when I would get that stress of like, oh, I need to go to sleep soon. I need to go to sleep soon. If I don't start sleeping now, I'm running out of time to sleep. I need a little bit of sleep. I need just for me, I'm pretty good at operating on low sleep and I can actually do okay on no sleep, but one hour is infinitely better than zero hours. So the time in Oklahoma city, I decided because I had an early flight, like a 6am flight and we went out, we had a couple drinks and, um, I was with Paul Verzi. He had a cigar. I would have had a cigar except for my, uh, I was going to my in-laws and my wife does not love the smell of cigars. Next time, Oklahoma City, we're smoking cigars, baby. But uh, I, so yeah, I like fell asleep before takeoff and it happened again this time. Even though I had that stress, the thing that kind of tends to make me spiral to stay awake 
now as a dad, I don't know if it's just the exhaustion of being a father, the maturity of getting older, there's something that biologically changes when you become a dad. I don't know what it is, but now I can just fall asleep on accident. That anxiety, my, my level of exhaustion with the world outpaces the anxiety that used to keep me awake. And that's, uh, that's good. I've been sleeping amazing. Uh, that's one thing I will say my daughter, we, one thing we are very lucky about, and by the, I mean, my daughter's great. I love her and she's got a lot of positive traits too. I'm not, I mean, but one thing that's very noteworthy is that from the moment we let her attempt to sleep through the night, she's just done it. She's, there's never been a problem really with her sleeping through the night. Once we let her, we used to wake her up and feed her, wake her up, feed her, change her, go back to bed. Um, now, yeah, she just sleeps through the night. <clears throat> so today, oh, that, that day was fun also because I got home and my, uh, my wife and I had both taken the day off. And so we just got to go like, do she, by the way, this hero, this heroic woman in my life, she let me sleep in two different one hour increments to get like, to be fun at all. And including we went and had a beer, which is just an insane decision to do on one hour of plane sleep to have a beer at all. And granted, I had also had one hour of couch sleep, but I mean, I'm just fucking exhausted, but an amazing beer at the Parkway Tavern in Tacoma, Washington, my first favorite Tacoma bar, and maybe now my favorite again, my old favorite closed. So, um, so so fun we just like did like uh i don't know we it was fun going to lincoln city also we went to lincoln city oregon together because for like we let we let my daughter uh stay at my in-laws and it was like we got to be a couple without kids again which you don't know the like joy of that like we get to just go do whatever we want we don't have to worry about oh nap time's coming up we got to schedule everything in this we got to thread the needle between breakfast and nap time if we're going to do anything fun. And you got to thread the needle between nap time and dinner time if you're going to do anything fun in the afternoon. And even during nap time, yes, that's downtime, but one of us has to be there. And, and well, after she goes to bed, if we're in a different city, one of us can go out and that would be me going to the comedy show. So, granted, my, my wife still, she came to the show the first night and then fell asleep at like 8.30 the second night, so... Um, anyway, very fun time. <laughs> I like to, I, uh, sometimes I think that people don't understand sarcasm and I'm going to, even when I have a good time, I'll find something to bitch about. Um, so today I had a bunch of cash from Spokane because all of Spokane is wearing my merch. And I, um, I dropped that 50 bucks. If you're listening there, IRS agent, good try. Good try. <laughs> I dropped, I was taking the cash to, uh, my bank to deposit it. And I live in a neighborhood that's got a bunch of these four-way intersections that don't have stop signs, which are very annoying. Uh, I'm a roundabout advocate. I'd settle for a four-way stop, but 
the accident that could happen at one of these four-way intersections with no stop signs is fucking catastrophic. And I had a guy, we both entered the thing at the same time. And I think what happened is I'm looking both ways. He probably should have been looking both ways, by the way. I look left, I look right, I look left, I look right. And in the time that I looked left, he came out of like my blind spot or this blind turn. And I saw him as I turned right again and slammed on my brakes. He had already slammed on his brakes. He's very angry. We don't hit each other, but he's very angry, even though he did the exact same thing I did, to be clear, which is to enter this intersection at too high a speed, not paying enough attention. So, but he's flipping out and getting all mad at me. And there's, by the way, I didn't even, I made it like a third of the way across the intersection. He's way further into the intersection than I am. And so I'm waving him, go, go, go. And this is such a fucking Northwest thing. It's so goddamn annoying. This is, this is one other reason why these stupid intersections can't be in Washington state, because I'm waving him and through politeness slash passive aggressiveness, he won't go. He's in my fucking way, basically. And he won't go. I'm waving him go you're wasting both of our time by not going motherfucker i'm waving to you you're throwing your hands in the air you're still angry i'm telling you to go this motherfucker backs up so that i can go and he was driving a like probably like a 2009 volkswagen bug i actually don't know what year i just know it's the new it's the new iteration they went away for a while. Volkswagen bugs went away for a while. And then they came back and I haven't seen a person driving one. Uh, I feel like in decades and maybe they've just been around and I'm, I'm bug blind, but, um, I think that also I will say this, we live in 2021. I understand that, but odd, this odd choice, a vehicle for a man. I know Terrell Owens had one, so I'll say I think it's an I thought it was an odd choice then I think it's an odd choice now. Call me old school. But that's a lady car in my opinion. Anyway, this very tough man in his lady car uh <laughs> we almost hit each other and then he freaks out. Eventually I'm like I'm not going to fucking what am I I'm going to get in a fight over an old man? Or uh, with an old man over an accident that we didn't actually have. So I just drive. He doesn't follow me. It goes, whatever. That's the end of our story together. Our romance is over. And then I get to the bank and I'm about to pull through this spot. And I get to the spot and I notice there's a woman on the other side. She's um, halfway in one parking spot, halfway in another parking spot. She's got music blasting and some, for some reason, she's also talking on the phone while her music's blasting. I don't know if she had like a, like mob ties and she needs, needs to like cover up the conversation. She's, she's having sounded to me like she was just arguing, by the way, I'm drinking the uh, Snoop Dogg wine right now. I feel like I'm slurring slightly. I don't feel bad about it. It's an incredible wine. Uh, tastes great. I've been having it. My wife and I had it like the first time. I don't know six six months or a year ago and i think it's our favorite wine to drink now and then i just heard him on uh joe rogan's podcast pumping it and now i'm self-conscious that people think that the reason i drink snoop dogg's wine is because i heard about it on joe rogan's podcast that being said this lady she's halfway in one spot halfway in another spot i get out she's blasting like maybe second album second commercial album fabulous do you remember? Oh, maybe I can pl actually. I have this thing plugged in. Let's see if I can. 
maybe we can get a little soundtrack going and i can uh i'll i'll reenact her uh let's see do you guys remember fabulous fabulous is like a guilty pleasure rapper for me another one like this is uh ludicrous which is a guy that i just like he's oh here it is it's a guy that like i understand these are empty calories there's not a lot of like social um oh man now i'm trying to decide which one it was there's two songs that are very similar oh we got the the rap video Yo, what up? Skit. i got the new fab p diddy jacket yeah so th this is going on this is playing in the background and she's like she's like no i wasn't hanging out with him i wasn't hanging out with him blah blah blah, blah. she's like very like almost assuredly intoxicated in some form let's go let's just enjoy fabulous for a second is this like it's almost singing a little bit I think that was a pro life. I think that line by Fabulous is a pro life line. Let's hear. Come on, I don't know what the other consumers you've been with do. I put a day aside to go to Bloomies and spend with you like any other man. I would have zoomed to the clinic too. Now I want to see me and my juniors identical. I do put a wound on the skin of you. I swear that. Yeah, that's a, that's a pro having kids uh, lyric there from from FABO. Uh, spelled F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. So I go into the bank. I, I walk past this lady. She's fucking insane. The situation going on with this lady is she's got it. There's some, there's some tension in her life, very obviously. And, uh, we, so <laughs> going to the bank, everything goes fine. Deposit a check. I might have one uh, counterfeit $20 bill that someone gave me, by the way because the machine wouldn't accept it, but we'll see how that turns out. Um, it would be hilarious if a bunch of, cause JP Sears fans are like a bunch of like right wing, like libertarian or right of libertarian people. And, uh, it would be hilarious if a free market person paid me cash and it was a counterfeit 20. That's easy. That's funnier than any joke I've told on stage. But so the FABO, we get the FABO, uh, blasting i get done with the bank and then i'm driving along and there's this person behind i can see him just mobbing in and out of fucking traffic you know cutting over speeding past people and they get next to me at a red light and they start revving their engines and i want to make it clear i drive a prius wagon nobody gets next to my car and is racing me this man is racing himself and yes it's a man and it's like a mazda m5 is that a car uh, and he's playing, <laughs> now that we're doing this, this is actually fun. Uh, I've, I am going to try to include some multimedia elements of this. Um, let's see. So I pull up, <laughs> I wish I had like a Foley sound of me pulling up next you to this guy. Oops. That's, I, did. I don't know what the Oldest fuck is what's like, going on here. Fuck the other day. Why is this happening? That's not what I want. Yeah. That's not even what I was looking for. Here we go. This this starts. I'm like, I pull up. I'll do the sound effect myself. I go. That's loud. It's pretty loud for a Prius. And then. Did 
just loudly, dramatically playing in this Mazda M5. It's some kind of rear-wheel drive vehicle, which I know because I watched this man as we... Uh, as, by the way, this is bringing me back. The whole day brought me back. I'm a bad driver. I almost hit a Volkswagen Bug. What am I, fucking living in 2004? And this guy, as though he just left a Fast and the Furious movie, he completely fishtails and burns out at this it's like raining a little bit i think but fishtails and burns out he's like you know driving like an asshole in this mazda playing playing game this is game it probably wasn't this song specifically but it was undeniably you can't i mean we can't go back and uh you can't deny it anyway but i think it was i think he was like blasting again hip-hop from like the early 2000s shit that i remember specifically being out either while I was in high school or immediately uh, after I left high school. So quite a day, quite a, quite a lunch. It was like 30 minutes. That whole thing spanned 30 minutes. I almost had to fight an old guy. I almost uh, ran my car into a, like a stoned lady blasting fabulous and arguing with her boyfriend. And I got to remember that, that a game exists game, by the way, uh, or the game I used to have his, uh, what were those shirt? The, what were they called? Hurricanes? I think he had his shoes called, let's look this up. The game hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane shoes. Another podcast of mine. I got a lot of shit for my, uh, my shoe choices, but I had the blue game hurricanes from, from three ten motoring. Oh man, there. I'm, if I, I remember him being comfortable with shoes that fell apart pretty quickly, they were meant for fashion, not for function. Um, game. This is the transition. Game played. He was actually recruited by uh, Washington State University to play basketball, and this was the first year. So. 2020 there was no apple cup 2021 i was in the i'm like on stage during the apple cup the apple cup is a game between uh washington state university and the university of washington and all year i've been so the the one gary goldman writing tip that i took to heart was about stopping watching college football because that's Saturday, Friday. Those days are the days. That's those are you're in the hotel. You're distraction free. You can write. Stop watching college football and write on those days. And so I've kind of done that. I'm not like uh, I probably use it for like family time more, but I haven't watched a lot of Washington Huskies football. Not nearly as much as I would have in past years. Some of that might not be being a writing purist, and some might just be that I don't have the channel they play a lot of their games on, but. All year, I've listened to people be screaming for Sam Heward. They're mad that Jimmy Lake and the other guy, who are now fired, or yeah, I think they're both fired. Um, mad that they're not. They haven't. Tri- what What's the dude's name? Dylan. Uh, fuck, Dylan. God damn it! What's his name? Dylan Washington. Huskies, Dylan Morris. They're mad that Dylan Morris hasn't been benched as though they seem, this is the thing that bugs me 
is people act as though they like they see more of practice than these coaches do. So Sam Heward comes in. By the way, Sam Heward, if you're not from the area, if you're not familiar, comes from a legacy of uh, University of Washington quarterbacks. His, I think his uncle is Brock Heward, who pl- I think his uncle's Brock Heward. Uh, don't, I mean, it could be Damon Heward. So, um, and then I think the other one would be his dad. Anyway. That's the line of family he comes from. Both very good Washington quarterbacks. Both um, decent length career NFL quarterbacks. Neither one was like a star in the NFL. At one point, I think that Brock Heward was the last, like Michael Vick was the last left-handed quarterback in the NFL since Brock Heward or something like that. Um. So anyway, a lot of pressure on the program to play Sam Heward. Probably only get a recruit of his caliber because he comes from a legacy of of Washington Huskies quarterbacks. And the, the kid comes out and lays a fucking egg. Now, this isn't to say that like maybe if you start him earlier in the year, by this time, he looks a lot better. Um, it's also not to say the way that the the transfer window works in football. Now you almost like have to like the whole idea of like sitting a freshman. If you're not a, if you're not an Alabama or an LSU or a Notre Dame or like a massive legacy program and Washington has been good, but they are not that type of legacy program. Fuck. If you get a five-star recruit, you better start playing that guy because he might transfer the next year. And they finally played Sam here at any late in the egg. And it's just like one of many things where it's like nobody's reflecting on that, going like, oh, yeah, we were wrong. Or at least we we didn't have all the information. Like maybe Jimmy Lake is somewhere icing his knuckles, having punched a, if you don't know the story, <laughs> Jimmy Lake punched a player on the sideline and then was fired after – he got suspended, and then there was another allegation of him pushing a player inappropriately, like last year. So he ends up getting fired. Um, but I that, that's got to be some vindication for him. All right, I want to get uh, I want to get through the rest of this pretty quickly. The Seahawks suck. They suck. They truly suck. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna bring this up here this far into the podcast when hopefully people who will be mad about this have turned it off already. But I think that in Seattle, we have taken for granted the idea that Russell Wilson will become a Hall of Famer. He's won one Super Bowl. I believe he's never been a first-team All-Pro. There's a football reference has a um, like a Hall of Fame indicator thing. And he's, he's got like, 70 like 69 points and the average hall of fame quarterback has 104 points he hasn't been a prolific passer in his career yes he's got these like to start his career touchdown stats that are good um but yeah it's like overall production hasn't been incredible and i don't know that it, i i am worried as a seahawks fan that we are going to enter the late career 
Felix Hernandez years of Russell Wilson soon. And the, the Seahawks will attempt to trade him too late. So in my opinion, I think you should probably, if you're the Seahawks, start looking at not only who is the next quarterback, but also who is the next coach and make a decision who you're going to make. I think one, I think you got maybe two or three years of Pete Carroll left at most. And you have Russell Wilson under contract for two more years. And you might have to decide which of these guys, who are we going to subordinate the rest of the team to? Are we going to be a run first defensive team? Are we going to be a team that jumps on Russell Wilson's back? And if you are going to be one of those things, do it and do it now. And move on from the other guy. These are conflicting uh, ideals, in my opinion. And then finally, the there's good. There's finally some good Seattle sports news. It's been a a really rough couple months, years, <laughs> like a half a decade since the the over. <clears throat> I've brought this up a bunch of times, but the Seahawks have not uh, left, haven't gotten out of the divisional round of the playoffs since two thousand the two thousand fourteen season. Um. Anyway, the Mariners signed Robbie Ray, who's like, I think, reigning AL Cy Young winner, a guy like a high strikeout, high velocity left-handed pitcher, a guy who early in his career had like major walk issues, and now he's figured it out apparently, and he had like a like a five to one strikeout to walk ratio with a high strikeout rate. He's a lefty power pitcher who you kind of have to assume if he's, you know, if the caveat, of course, being the same as any pitcher, if he stays healthy, but at five years, $115 million, he has an opt-out after the third year. This is a good contract for the Mariners. This is a good signing and a guy that will very likely remain productive, provided he remains healthy. And if he remains, if he does not remain healthy, it's only a five-year deal. It's tough to sign pitchers to deals longer than that, I think. So that was pretty exciting. And, of course, people are upset that they haven't signed a middle infielder. They haven't made a big, a big splash on a bat. And there's this looming uncertainty around the uh, new collective bargaining agreement. So maybe these deals, you know, maybe if there's a universal DH, the the – money allocated will make this deal slightly worse but i think overall you got to be happy with the robbie ray deal it's a it's a good contract it's a the i also get annoyed when people anytime anybody says that their team does not need this like position so we don't need more outfielders or or uh the mariners don't need more pitchers i, I don't know if people are saying that about pitching but um they're wrong you like the Mariners, do you, do you guys remember the Mariners' big four? I'm sure you all do. They had a big, so they had a big three, and then another guy was pitching so well in the minors it became the big four. This is the big four. These untouchable prospects. And the Mariners are not unique in this, by the way. 
If you only follow Mar- Mariners baseball, it feels like the Mar- this happens to the Mariners a lot, but it happens to everybody. This is the big four. James Paxton, who's was back with the Mariners last year and was injured. Taiwan Walker, who did he where, where, where did he go? The Mets? Where did Taiwan Walker do in 2021? Let's see. Was it the Mets? Taiwan Walker. Yeah, he did pitch for the Mets. Man. Let's see. And what is the contract? Taiwan Walker was always so exciting because he was this guy with like what felt like unlimited potential because he had only been playing baseball. God, he's only 29 still also. Two-year, $20 million deal with a 2023 team option for, oh no, player option. Wow. He made 30 starts. Made 30 starts for the Mets, but... um, Yeah, so James Paxton, Taiwan Walker, who has... Let's see, has, has Taiwan Walker ever even made an All-Star game? This will be interesting. He made it 2021. He made an All-Star game. That's it. Uh, let's see, James Paxton. Did James Paxton ever make a... James Paxton, have you made an All-Star game? He has not. Danny Holson was the best of the big four. Uh, he never pitched a game for the Mariners. I think he made, I, I bet he's out of baseball again, but he made like a couple relief appearances for the Cubs late and maybe, man, I don't even remember what year. Danny Holson. What are you up to? Daniel Holson. Daniel Alexander Holson. Has not, did he pitch in, he pitched in 2019. He has a career, oh man, a career six games, three and a third innings. Damn, 2019 was the only, and then he hasn't played, played, pitched all six of those innings, three and a third innings, five strikeouts, two walks, four hits, no runs. And then what? Did he, and I think he pitched in the postseason, didn't he? I thought he pitched in the playoffs. I guess not. And then the the fifth one was Brandon Maurer. Let's see what old uh, Brandon Maurer, who, who, by the way, it should have been more the whole time. M-A-U-R-E-R is not Maurer. Um, he is a free agent, 31 years old, pitched in 289 games. He didn't make a start after 2014. God, there was this, the Mariners used to have this pitcher named Brandon League, who my wife thought was like the hottest dude to ever play baseball, not even considering that I also used to play baseball. Man, Brandon Maurer, Let's see. Has not pitched since 2018. Career 5.36 ERA. 371 career innings. Um, my point is, at, a, at that time, people probably thought the Mariners did not need more, more pitching prospects, but they were wrong. You never can have too many prospects. And at a good price, you never can have too many players at any position. So, anyway, um, that's all I got. I've got a I got a good Snoop Dogg buzz going. 
which is not to say that I've smoked pot. One day, though, one day I'm, I'm going to return to that, I think. It's been, it's been uh, 16 years since I've smoked weed. I went real hard from 16 to 19, and then I, I started getting panic attacks, and I quit because uh, the panic attacks were like, this is how dumb I was back then. Panic attacks were like a secondary thing. The primary reason I quit is because my job drug tested. Um, okay. Please come see me do stand up. New Year's Eve in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, I will be spoke or uh, sorry. That's over Tacoma, uh, this weekend for brunch. Come check that out. Bremerton, Seattle, uh, North Bend, Washington, February 4th and 5th. I'm headlining honey social club and eatery. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I love you. That's the wine talking. I'll talk to you later.